Welcome to What's the Play. Today's August 10th, and we're talking Back about... Back at it again with the division previews. And we're going to talk about the AFC North this time. Very exciting. Almost season time. <laughs> One <laughs> month away. Exactly, but Episode close enough. Episode Hard Knocks is out, that means it's football time. We're going to start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that overperformed. I think everybody can agree with that. They had like the most... Single-digit wins in the league. Blah, well, they blah, were eleven and zero, and everybody was like, "No, they're not good." And then they fell. And off. then they lost like every game since, and everybody was like, "See, we yeah. knew it." So last year they went twelve and four, but their projected win total is eight point five. And you want to know why? Why their strength of schedule is first. Yeah. They got a rough schedule. Well, most of that is because of their division. Yeah, but yeah. So eight point five over under. 8.5. That's lower than I would have expected. Yeah. I would say... Uh, Personally, I have Actually, I think I would go over. Really? But... I, I'm going to blow your mind. I have them having five wins this season. So, see, I mean, and that's not that crazy. Yeah. But I think if I... I probably wouldn't make that bet either way. Okay. But if I had to, I would probably say over. Yeah. Just because I feel like... So let me give you my my argument for the under, right? Yeah, 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 so ahead. obviously they overperformed last year, 11-0, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. Check the schedules first, and offseason did not help them at all. Yeah, they yeah. lost a lot of key parts, including James Conner, Vance McDonald, Alejandro Villanueva. So basically they took their O-line. David DeCastro. Delete. <laughs> Marquise Pouncey, Bud Dupree, Avery Williamson, Steven Nelson, and Mike Hilton. Yeah. All of those players were starters, you know, and mm-hmm. all of those were contributing starters. They're not just players that are going to miss, right? right? For a team that overformed, has a way harder schedule, and then that lost a lot of people and only acquired Kalen Balazs and Trey Turner. You know, uh, yeah. Kalen Balazs isn't making the team, and Trey mm-hmm. Turner is actually kind of a good starter. Yeah. But compared to David DeCastro. Let me put it this way. He might be their best offensive lineman now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can agree with you with, on that. Yeah. So I just think, I don't know if they. I think they're around five to six wins, and I think that's going to be shocking. But if you look at the team, you're like, oh, this team. Let rough. me just let me just say this before I say why I would bet the over. Personally, I am not rooting for the Steelers. I love that they <laughs> collapsed last year. Yeah. It's so funny. Corvette, just, Corvette. Yeah. They're well. They have some of the like. I liked Juju before last year, but now they have like a couple of like the least likable players in the league. Just yeah. Juju and Chase Claypool alone with like their their TikToks, which weren't bad until they started like talking trash and doing TikToks. Well, and dancing on logos. That's yeah, also true. And th- you just can't. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So that plus, I've never been a big fan of Big Ben. I think he's one of the more overrated players of our generation. That's a little bit of a side tangent that I won't go on right now, but yeah. I'm just personally, like I said, I'm not rooting for the Steelers. So I'm not saying I hope that they, you know, win the Super Bowl, and I don't think they will. I'm just saying I think defensively they're bringing back almost everyone. I don't think their defense is taking a major step back. Their offense, I think, was pretty bad last year. So I I almost want to say it's could be better. Yeah. Even though like their O line is horrible now. Their O line was kind of hurt last year. 
And they, I don't know, they gained Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth, which might, like, move the needle a little bit in a positive way, even though I don't think their record is going to be that good. Yeah. So I know that was a lot to take in, but... So what's your argument for the over? Sounds like you're with me. Well, no, the over is, like I said, I think that their offense, in terms of production, might be better. Because, like, last year, in terms of running the football, they were awful. Yeah. And their passing game wasn't that good either. Like, you know, so if all three of their receivers, who all jokes aside, are pretty good, can just, you know, take a small step up. Big Ben, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he'll at least get them the ball. Yeah. Um, and Najee Harris, I think, is actually good, even though his offensive line is poop. So all that put together with their defense being still at least like 90% of what they were last year, I think that's good enough to, you know, win eight or nine games. Yeah, okay. So, okay. And we are talking about projected the uh, the over-under at eight and a half. Exactly. Nine wins in a 17-game season isn't yeah. that hard. It's definitely not saying they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and we can, I mean, we can deep dive on the offense a little bit. So their wide receivers probably have one of the better wide receiver cores in the league with upcoming stars Chase Claypool, Claypool and Deontay Johnson. I really like those players. And then Juju's probably the third best wide receiver and be a second on most teams. Yeah. Maybe a first on some of them. Juju is weird because, like, his first and second year, he was, like, a deep threat, and he was, like, really good running after the catch. And then last year, they just made him into, like, Cole Beasley. Yeah. You know, he caught, like, a bunch of two-yard passes, and that was, like, it. Yeah. So I don't really get what they're doing there. Maybe that's just because Ben can't really stand in the pocket for more than, like, five seconds. I was going to – my next point was Big, big Ben. So – but yeah, I think they. I mean, they have probably definitely like a top five wide receiver trio. It's not the best, but it's pretty good. Yeah, and I think Big Ben over the last three years, four years, this is probably the most optimism I have with Big Ben coming into the season because like four years ago he might have retired, three years ago he was injured, two years ago, you know, just kind of like some I don't know. And then this year he seems to be okay. I'm gonna diet, which diet at 40 years old doesn't matter. Like no. that's just you trying, and he's probably just saying that. Well, he was even like, "Yeah, I'm doing the, I'm doing a diet, but it's not like TB12 method." So I'm like, "So you're not trying that hard, mm-hmm. you know?" Like, okay, you know what I mean? I mean, do you ever look at Big Ron- Ben Roethlisberger and say he's trying that hard? Well, yeah, okay, no. that's what I'm saying. That over the last four years, this is probably the most optimism I have coming into the season. I will say, but it's I've not been, much. I've been anticipating this being Ben's last year for about five years now. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just gonna we're just gonna go ride it out. Um, like I said, I don't think he's good at this stage of his career. I think he's probably a bottom ten quarterback, honestly. But he's the best option that they have, so they're gonna roll with it. And yeah. he is. I mean, I'll give him his credit for having the mental aspect of the game and being smart. Yeah, blah blah blah. But I mean, we saw last year they came into the playoffs, and the Browns just. They, I mean, demolished. They them. smacked them. Yeah, and then I want to talk about Najee real quick. Their first round pick. I like him a lot, and I think he's going to be really good. Do I think he's going to be Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley? That athleticism. No. Do I think he could be like, I don't know exactly, but an A minus running back that can get the ball a ton throughout the season? Yes. But running between the tackles is going to be hard, and I think he's going to catch the ball, and that's when he's going to make his money. I think that Najee is their only capable running back on the roster. Um, well, Jalen Samuels has done some things. Outside of him, they have Kalen Balaj, who like 
has scored a bunch of one-yard touchdowns. It's <laughs> yeah. about all. And then they have Benny Snell, who is bad. Probably going to get cut. Yeah. So I think that Najee is going to get a ton of touches. Um, so he might not be very efficient when he gets them. But I think that's a, I mean, that's a positive outlook, at least from a fantasy perspective, I guess, if that's yeah. what you want to talk about. But, yeah. Let's move to the defense because I think that's where they make their money, and that's the cream of the crop. Over the last two years, probably one of the top five defense, definitely top five defense over the last two years. Mm-hmm. This year they have lost pieces, but they still have Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Mika Fitzpatrick, all top top talents at their positions. And just having those five players is going to make a good defense. And they have other other positions. They did add a couple of pieces. Like, they got uh, Tyson Alualu, and they added Melvin Ingram. Yeah. So, you know, they got, a, like I said. I think the defense is still going to be good. Is yeah. it going to be that top five defense? It's going to be fringe, but I don't think they're going to crack top five. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either way. That's definitely still the strong of their, strength of their team. Yeah, uh, pass rush, they can do it. Yeah, Tackling, they sure. can do it. Ball hawk, interceptions, playmaking, they can do all of that. Yeah. But will they be good enough for them to carry their offense a little bit? I don't know. I don't know it's if they're that good. Uh, anything else you want to say about this team? Uh, I think that's all that I got. Okay, well, let's talk about the next team, the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Last year went 11-5. and Guess what the projected wins is this time? 11 wins. Same thing. Okay, over under 11. What do you have them at? Give me the over. I'm taking the over, too. My projected wins is 13 and 4. I think this is going to be a good season for them. I think it's going to be a good defense and a good offense. Yeah. Strength of schedule is number two, though, so it's going to be rough. Again, I mean, the division. Yeah, it's going to be a hard hard division to play through and a hard schedule just throughout mm-hmm. but they have the playmakers to do it i mean lamar jackson a good o-line mm-hmm. and then their defense year after year is still good mm-hmm. uh definitely one of the best cultures in the entire league yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. uh some accusations they got was sammy watkins which probably get hurt you know, I'm whatever. Anyway. Alejandro Vanilla, <laughs> Villanueva, <laughs> Villanueva, yeah. uh, Jawan James, and Kevin Zeiler. They really buffed off their O line yes. after a year of uh, mm-hmm. inconsistency with Lamar running for his life. Yeah. Uh, and didn't lose too much. Well, more than most teams. They lost Orlando Brown, Yannick Nguakwe, mm-hmm. and Matthew Judon. I think all of those players are going to miss, but they well, found replacements for Ngakwe did little like, little to nothing for them last year. The Orlando Brown thing was really weird yeah. because he was like, no, I want to play left tackle. <laughs> and the Ravens were like, no, no. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> so they traded him. Yeah. And, um, so that was, that. I mean, that was fun, uh, I guess. Now he's on the Chiefs. Uh, but yeah, I think their offensive line got... Much better. Got better overall, yeah. yeah. Kevin Seitler is a great get. Um, Ronnie Stanley, who's fantastic, is going to be back full fully this year. Yeah. Um, so I think that they're going to look a lot closer to two years ago than they did last year, where they were just gashing teams every single week with their running attack between Lamar and their running backs. Yeah, probably the most run-heavy team in the league yeah. from every aspect you look at. They have J.K. Dobbins, a great running back. 
Uh, Gus Edwards, kind of a vulture for no, fantasy owners, you know. Yeah. And then Lamar Jackson, obviously the best running quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson, people talk about, oh, he runs a lot. Is he going to get hurt? He's kind of skinny, RG3, blah, blah, blah. Even if he does get hurt, I think this is a team that can put in Trace McSorley and run the offense at 60 70%. And still win games, you know. Yeah. It, obviously, Lamar Jackson is just another talent. I mean, honestly, I'm more worried about – Lamar catching COVID than I am him yeah, getting injured point. at the moment. He's had it like three times now. <laughs> yeah, I just was I was saying that to say like their culture yeah. and their system is just rock solid. I agree. That I think injury, this is one of the teams that injuries don't, I don't think it's going to hurt them too much. Mm-hmm. And then on defense, I'll let you talk about them. I mean, their defense, it's the Baltimore Ravens on defense. I mean, it's, it's like, it's good. Yeah. You know? They don't they miss. Have, they have... A top five corner in the league in Marlon Humphrey. They have Marcus Peters opposite of him. Could do way worse. And then um, their linebackers are okay. You're looking for probably, hopefully, Patrick Queen will be a little bit better in his second year. And then their D-line, they have just a lot of guys that they're going to rotate in and out. Well, Calais Campbell is just great on the D-line. Exactly. They're going to be great. So, I mean, the defense, needless to say, they're not worried about it. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I think this defense is just solid overall. You kind of, kind of put it in a nutshell, and I don't think we can we should talk much more about it. They also just added Justin Houston, which is an underrated signing for them. Yeah, especially them with the pass rushing because I think they could do better pass rushing, but it's not a hole for them. Yeah. Uh, I want to jump back to the offense because we didn't talk about the wide receivers and how brutal it is right now. Yeah. Hollywood. Well, yeah. Is is hurt right now. So Rashad, yeah, Rashad, Rashad Bateman, Bateman just got hurt. And then their other receiver, Sammy Watkins, is bound to get hurt eventually. Yeah. I think their fifth wide receiver is Tylen Wallace, the rookie. Uh, they just got rid of Willie Sneed. It's not like they have a lot of options. I actually like what they've done with their wide receiver room. Yeah. I, I love the, the Rashad Bateman pick, and the Tylen Wallace one is good as well. I love the talent. But like I said, just none of them are playing right now, and none no, of them are healthy. I agree. I and it's going to be a problem, even though they're going to run it run it seventy percent of the time. Yeah, I and they, I mean, they still have Mark Andrews, one of the better tight ends in the league. Yeah, to uh, catch better receiving tight end in the league for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, part of me is like they don't really need super elite receivers, but then they still need someone. That's like, what I'm saying. You can't be relying. on... Yeah, so they just need to get healthy, and then I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I agree with that, until they get hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, true. all of them get hurt a bunch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a running joke between the league. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Oh, I want to cover their special teams. Obviously, Justin Tucker, probably the best kicker in NFL history. I mean, like I said, their culture is really good, so their special teams is pretty good. So good for them. Just, just something that's... Shout out to their fullback, Patrick Ricard. Yeah, he's good. I mean... We haven't talked about a fullback yet on this episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or a kicker. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say anything else about this team? Um, no, I think we're good. Okay. Let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. Squeaked into an AFC wild card game, beat the Steelers, and almost beat the Chiefs to send them to the AFC championship Who game. Who was the backup quarterback? Henny? The, For the Chiefs? Yeah. The they Ch- were a freaking... I don't know if it was Chad Henney. Was it? I thought it was. He, 
Maybe it was Shattenhead. It was their backup quarterback who scrambled yeah. for the first down and basically so won close. the game. They were a backup quarterback away. And then, so last year they went 11-5. and five. This year, projected wins 9.5, over-under. Over, for sure. So I have them winning the division at 13-4, and four, tying with the Ravens, but with their wins, they kind of beat the Ravens with Sandings, and I think they're going to win the division. I think that they, when they beat the, the Steelers in the playoffs, I think that was like the... Uh, the figurative passing of the torch. Yeah, like the Browns getting, are now better than the Steelers. Getting over the hump of losing all the past twenty years. Well, I, yeah, I just think that they were they that was like kind of them putting themselves on the map and saying we're as good, if not better, than this team. Who is like you know the Steelers are like in the playoffs every year. Everybody yeah. respects the Steelers. Yeah, and the Browns are like, no, <laughs> we're here now. Yeah. So the strength of schedule is nine. So it's better than the Steelers and the Ravens, but still not great. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of gives them an edge, a little bit easier teams to put them at 13-4. and four. Just a little bit. But this offense is probably, let's talk about the offense first. Probably the most balanced offense there is with the running and the passing and the weapons they have all over the field. I think if you look at a position on this team, on the offense especially, there's not a weakness. Yeah. From every O-line, from quarterback to wide receiver. They're definitely still a run-first team. Yes. But you're right. They don't have a weakness in their personnel on offense. And they have a great O-line and a great duo. Probably the best duo running backs with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, And then some of the uh, top tier, I don't know how good they are, but top tier wide receiver core with Odell and Jarvis. Yeah, they're definitely starting to take a – well – Odell is. Yeah. Jarvis is what he's Odell is taking steps back. He's just can't. He's just not on the field. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they're not, obviously they're not as, the expectations aren't as high for the wide receiver group here as they were like when they acquired Odell. But it's still, I mean, it's still Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. You could do so much worse. Yeah. And I love, because I put it down the key players, one thing I love when I'm looking at this is I put down all of their all of their O-linemen. Jedrick Willis, Joel Petonio, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, J.C. Treader, all great yeah. O-linemen. Mm-hmm. And this team is going to control the line with yeah. a great running back. As long as that O-line stays healthy, it's... it's I, I would, I'm pretty confident it's a top five O-line in the league. Yeah. And... Another thing I love about this team is there's some questions with Baker between some people and it's if he's going to be good, if he's going to get resigned. It doesn't matter because you could probably put like the worst quarterback in the league at this pos- in this position he has and they will perform because of how easy their job is. But at the same time, I think Baker's good and I think he's going to excel in this offense and kind of put them over the hump. Yeah. You know, offensively. Yeah, I think um the Browns are kind of, one of another one of those teams. Like, the time is now. They've got to, I mean, they shouldn't be having regular season problems. Yeah. You know, their focus needs to be on beating, you know, teams like Baltimore in the playoffs. Yeah. Not just in the regular season. So my thoughts are, I agree, the time is now. And I think they know that, too. Yeah. Just look at their acquisitions. Jadavion Clowney, Tack McKinney, Malik Jackson, Anthony Walker, Greg Newsom, Jeremiah owusu Karamoa. Yeah. And then uh, they're getting their second-round pick from last year, the LSU safety Grant Delpit back yeah, from injury. Yes. And then isn't there another 
guy who got injured, season-ending injury early on for them. I think there's somebody in the secondary. Don't hold me to that, but I think there's somebody else, hmm. like a um, corner or something. I know. But the uh, the defense wasn't bad last year. No, it definitely wasn't. But it also wasn't like top tier. Yeah. And I don't think any of these posi- any of these people are gonna put them to the like number one defense. But Jadavion Clowney is gonna help. Anthony Walker helps a lot. Probably one of their better linebackers now. Yeah. Coverage wise. Their first round pick. Yeah, Greg Newsom's gonna be good. I mean, should I mean they don't even necessarily need him to step up, but if he does, they're That's just gonna great. be even better. And obviously they have Miles Garrett, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Yeah. And Denzel Ward, one of the better up and coming corners in the league. I also really like the Troy Hill signing from yes. the Rams. Yes. So and John Johnson the third, I love that signing yeah, as a safety. As well. Like I mean, you can just tell they're they're going all in right now because I mean Baker's still on his rookie deal. They just extended Nick Chubb, so I mean Baker's gonna come up soon, but they're just they're loading up while they can. Yeah. They this yeah. I think the defense has so much like juicy potential and the as long as the coaching staff just squeezes it all out of them. <laughs> They're going to be a good team. Well, they basically just took their defense from last year and threw in a bunch of – a couple of rookies and a couple of veterans. So yeah. it should be Well, I was going to say better. it's funny because listen to the notable departures. Olivier Vernon, Adrian Claiborne, Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogabajobi, <laughs> Terrence Marshall, Kevin Johnson, Carl Joseph, Andrew Sandejo, right? All of those players – or not all of them, but some of those players – were players that they got last off season, and then they threw them in, and they're like, "Well, that doesn't work. Let's get rid of them, <laughs> and let's get new guys." Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Olivier Vernon is like solid, but definitely not a needle mover. So replacing him with uh, Tack McKinley and Jadavion Clowney, that's fine. Pretty much can't do. That's probably an upgrade. Honestly. I just think it's funny that this team is like, "Okay, that didn't work. Let's try something new." Like they're not, they're not forcing these players. They're like, "Okay, let's just try yeah, something." I mean, that's the way you should do it. Yeah, and I think it's gonna work this year. Yeah. Sure, they might not be a top five defense, but they're going to be a good defense. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I wouldn't be a top five defense. I mean, Miles Garrett. As long as he doesn't get suspended for assaulting Mason Rudolph, you know. <laughs> no, nah, I, I I support him on that. One. <laughs> well, but I do too. But I'm just saying. Let me let me try to think about this before I say it. Miles Garrett might be the second best pass rusher in the entire league. Who's number one? Aaron Donald. I don't know if Aaron Donald's number one. Defensive lineman, yeah. Pass rusher, it's different. I don't think because I think like uh, I don't I don't think so. Uh, he is because I think edge edge rushers just they just have more value because you're not getting triple teamed, you know. I still Aaron Donald's is too good. Yeah, well, this isn't. I mean, we don't have to have yeah, that argument. Anyway, but we're talking about the Browns. That's like I was saying, Miles Garrett is insanely athletic plus he's like he's just there's nothing he doesn't do he hasn't had like the crazy 20 sack season yet yeah but i feel like it's bound to happen at some point yeah especially with the 17 game season i could see it happening yeah that's all i'll say i'll leave it at that yeah so both sides super balanced every one of the best rosters in the league yeah with a coaching staff that I really like and I really I enjoy. I think that what they're doing is very good. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the Cleveland Browns? Um, no, I think I won't talk about their fullback. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. The other Ohio team. Last year, 
They had the first round pick and ruined him. They went four and eleven, and in the first few games, Joe Burrow looked like a superstar, somewhat. I mean, I'm you know I'm being dramatic, but Joe Burrow was good. He threw like sixty passes a game. Was he like wasn't super efficient, but yeah, yeah, he wasn't super efficient. A lot but... of garbage times. <laughs> exactly, and then he got hurt, and he just destroyed his knee. Yeah. Now the projected win is six and a half. Give me the under. Under? Yeah. So I have them going 5-12. and 12, So I'm like right there, but I still got the under. I think this team would be better, but I don't think Joe Burrow is over his injury. I've seen training camp reports that he's kind of like he's, – he's getting a little – he's not scared, but he's hesitating and more. He's just not there yet. Exactly. And then the defense – might be one of the worst defensive fronts, fronts, defensive cores in the NFL right now. Yeah. So let's talk about the defense, if there is anybody you really want to talk about. They had William Jackson. They let him go. They had Mackenzie Alexander. Let him go. Geno Atkins, Carl Lawson. They let all those guys go. The bright spot on the defense is definitely Jesse Bates, one of the best free safeties in the entire league. Yeah. Very, very underrated, but very good. I would say, well, I don't know if that, that take might be a little too hot. He is on a similar level to his division rival, Minka Fitzpatrick. They are marginally different in terms of skill set. I'll yep. leave it at that. Um, but outside of him, you have a couple of solid guys and a lot of nobodies. Yeah, uh, I can talk about the acquisitions that they got because they did try to address the defense, but they did an awful job. Mm-hmm. Trey Hendrickson paid him a bunch of money yeah. for not being that good. Yeah. Larry Ogunjanobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, exactly. Cheeto, Woozy, and Mike Hilton. All those guys, sure, they're going to be starters and they're going to be serviceable, but you're, yeah. not, you're not in love with those guys. Yeah. Uh, and then they went out and drafted Joseph Osai. So as a defense... You're not going to want to watch this. It kind of reminds me of the Houston Texans defense. I think the Texans defense might be better. It might be. Because the depth there is at least, yeah. they at least have no, depth. I agree. Whereas the Bengals. The Bengals they... don't have a single, well. Sure, they have one good player. Yeah. But everyone else is just kind of garbage. Well, I'm just looking at, I mean, yeah. I think like their highest drafted player on the entire defense is like a second rounder. Like they just don't invest. Yeah, and that's kind of a theme. Oh, well, we can talk about addressing certain positions. Yeah. By switching over to offense. Yeah. So looking, they had the sixth draft pick, right? They had um, a fifth. Fifth, right? Fifth. NFL draft, right? Fifth round. Fifth overall pick. Yes. Your yeah, fifth overall pick. Your quarterback just got hurt because he got injured so many times. Yep. Your offensive line is the worst in the league. But then you got this you wide, receiver. wide receiver. Should you take the wide receiver? You already have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, a good wide receiver combo. You had A.J. Green. But you see this wide I receiver mean, and I you got to take it. I, honestly. It's a I, bad pick. It is. I can't blame them too much. They had Panay well. They could have had Panay Sewell, yes. Eh, but they didn't. They got they Jamar didn't. Chase. I, okay, I don't hate the Mar- Jamar Chase pick. I do. 100%. I hate it. It's only like 90%. Because he's he looks, in college at least, he was so good. Yeah. 
And there's a chance in like it, it doesn't take long for him to be like a top ten receiver. Like it might take like two years or less. But like, I just can't. The process is not good. You know, mm-hmm. like you can't take Joe Burrow and then spend the first two years of his life or in Cincinnati <laughs> behind the worst offensive league. I mean, offensive line in the league. I don't even think. I, I don't think it's close. I don't honestly. think there's another team where you can't say with any confidence that one of these guys. Well, no, okay, Jonah Williams should be a starter. Should be. That's it. The rest of these guys should they even should they even be? They're backup level players. Let's talk about Jonah Williams. He should be good, but he's also he could be a bust. No, yeah, I'm not. That's saying. what I'm saying. Or I agree with you. Yeah, he's like on that edge of he could be good, but he might be a bust. At yeah, the same he still time. has a lot to prove, but he's far and away their best offensive lineman. Yeah. So, yeah, it's gonna take. I mean, we've seen teams be horrible on the offensive line and turn it around. But, like, if you're the Bengals, like, how long can you do this? You know what I mean? Uh, probably for a long time to the if Bengals. If Joe Burrow gets another season-ending injury after this year, I mean, you have no one to blame but yourself. I agree. I agree with that. So. Uh, some other players, like I said, they have the wide receiver trio. One of the better wide receiver cores in the league. Yeah. I'm a big fan of them. They also have Joe Mixon, a underrated back that has had no opportunity to prove himself in the league. Yeah. And I feel bad for him. But I'm always a Joe Mixon truth. It is the way it is. It's how the dice roll. He just got a bad hand. Yeah. Uh, and then, so they have a lot of weapons. And I think Joe Burrow was good. and But I'm worried. I don't know, looking at the future, how good he will be. I believe in... With the offensive line. How... Pro play, you know, yeah. I think that's gonna bring down his play. I believe in the intangibles for Joe Burrow, like uh-huh. all his mental aspect. I think that he got it, you know. Yeah. And I think that he's got like the instincts to be a good quarterback, like a really good quarterback, actually. I just think that the surrounding core is just it's dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm about to say something, and I don't know how much that sense combined gonna with make. like I don't think that he's like the most overly uh, like I don't think he's the most got the most gifted arm, so like it's just tough. So I'm about to say something, and I don't know how much sense it's gonna make, but hear me through. Some players get hot and they stay hot until the end of their career, and then once they they kind of fizzle out and they're bad, right? Joe Burrow got hot in LSU. Is he did he fizzle out? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like he was hot during the first part of the NFL season, then he got hurt. And now we're hearing bad things from training camp from a quarterback that is your franchise player. If you hear the training camp is just full of lies and deception and deceit, right? Yeah. And everyone hypes everyone up. But even like the little smallest tidbit of bad news, you're like, how did this come out? If because you're doing bad in training camp, then it's got to be really bad. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world, but it's not a good sign. I think sign. with training camp, you magnify 10 times 10 with everything. And if there's, like, a little concern with Joe Burrow, it should be a lot of concern with Joe Burrow. Mm. Can he fix it all? Of course. It's Joe Burrow. He was MVP. He was a Heisman-level candidate, or he was a Heisman winner. Mm-hmm. And through the first few games, he was really good at throwing the ball a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. He uh, has a durability in the shoulder. 
Yeah. But not in the knee. <laughs> nope. You know what I mean? Nope. He, so, he finally learned how to slide about week six, and it was already too late. <laughs> it was too late. <laughs> the knee gave out. <laughs> uh, so rough for the Bengals this year. I have them going. I have them going five and twelve, and I think it's going to be a rough season. And I think it's going to be better in the first half because they're going to be throwing a lot and they're going to be winning games, and then it's going to hit them. Just guard the deep ball and rush the passer. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I think once the teams figure that out, it's gonna be or just literally blitz. Yeah, and then guess what happens? They get a top ten pick and another wide receiver. <laughs> that would be, oh man, <laughs> because like Tyler Boyd leaves or something. I know he got paid, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about this team? No. Well, that pray was for a, Joe. Yeah, pray for Joe. Poor guy. Well, this has been another episode of What's the Play. Thanks for listening. And keep an eye out for our next episode. See you guys later. Mm -hmm.